Resilient Solutions, Episode 17, 10 Quick Proven Ways to Reduce Marital Stress and Conflict. So when was the last time you and your life partner got into it? I mean, had a fight, had a disagreement, butted heads, got tangled up. And if you have, don't feel bad. Just make sure you aren't getting to the area of abuse. Couples fight. How do I know this? My wife and I fight. After 49 years, we still have our share of conflict. And if you and your spouse get into it from time to time, today I'm going to share with you 10 quick proven ways to resolve marital stress and reduce marital conflict. Well, hello, my name is John Thurman and welcome to my podcast, which is titled Resilient Solution Shortcast, where I help you become more resilient in your personal life, your relationships, your business endeavors, and in your faith. So glad you've joined us. Let's jump right in with these 10 quick proven ways to resolve marital stress and lower marital conflict. Well, let's jump right in. Did you know that one of the sad statistics of the COVID-19 pandemic has been there has been a rapid increase in domestic abuse and violence? And why my purpose today is not to spend the whole program talking about domestic abuse and partner abuse. It is to talk about smart and proven ways to reduce stress and lower conflict. I'm of the belief that if you are taking on air in an 8.6 in a relationship, you're going to have conflict. The key is not to try to completely avoid conflict, but to make sure that when you do fight, when you do interact, that it has good outcomes. The key to any marital conflict is to maintain control, not of the other person, but of yourself, to maintain that self-control. Matter of fact, the scripture talks about the importance of self-control. Let me be absolutely clear here. You do not have the right to be immature, childish, or abusive in your relationship. On the other hand, if you have legitimate feelings and issues, you are absolutely entitled to give reasonable voice to those in constructive ways. And that may mean voices get raised a little bit, but they don't get out of control. When you have a conflict or a fight, make it private and keep it private. Your kids do not need to see you fighting. It can scar them emotionally. It can scar them physically if it gets out of control and spiritually. If you don't have enough self-control to keep together until you and your partner can talk in privately, shame on you. You need to tap the brakes, slow it down, and make it private and keep it private. Number two, deal with the issue at hand. Keep it relevant. Stay on task. Focus on the problem and coming up with a solution rather than attacking each other. And listen to me, this is real important. Don't bring up old issues or grudges that are not part of the solution. Be sure you put containment boundaries around the subject so it doesn't turn into a free-for-all and limit those discussions to the issues at hand, not about something that happened last week, last month, last year, or 10 years ago. There is no fruit on that tree. Number three, this is so important, guys. This is so important. Stay in the room emotionally. Never allow it to get physical. And if you cannot stay in the room emotionally, step back. What you want to do is deal with the issues at hand, not with the symptoms. Tell your spouse what's bothering you. Focus on the issue rather than attack. You see, when people are involved in conflict, it's easy to feel flooded and overwhelmed. Word of caution here, if one of you is feeling overwhelmed, you need to step out of the situation. Now, don't run away from it. Just step back from it and catch your breath. Number four, 
This is so hard to do because it's so ingrained in us. But eliminate the phrase, you never and you always. That phrase usually leads you to some places you just don't need to go because there's no solution when you start throwing that out there. Number five, this is so important because hurt people hurt people. Avoid character assassination like the plague. Stay focused on the issue rather than ripping into your spouse's personality, family, or past. Now, let me be deadly serious with you for a minute. This is a strong word of warning, so I want you to pay attention. When you begin to verbally dehumanize your partner, you're headed towards dangerous escalation. So watch your mouth and watch your attitude. Number six, avoid mind reading. I love it when men or women say, mm-hmm, I know exactly what you're thinking. Well, the truth is, no one really knows what I'm thinking. Have you ever said that to anybody or had someone say it to you? If you have, then consider yourself duly busted. And for a communication tip, if you aren't sure what your partner just said, ask them. It's amazing to say, hey, could you not buy me again? I don't think I got it. You get bonus points for doing that because your spouse will think you're really trying to connect, which you are. Number seven. Stay on task. I kind of said this earlier, but it's important that we stay on task. The mission here is to resolve the conflict, not to achieve I win, you lose, but hey, we both win. All these things are important because you're going to have conflict, but what we want to be is fruitful, not mean-spirited. Number eight, be proportional in your intensity. Don't kill a fly with a cannon. You see, there are two basic types of problems that people have, solvable and unsolvable, or not solvable right now. It's important to realize that not every disagreement is going to be an earth-shattering issue. Remember, you don't have to get mad and upset every time you two don't have anything in common. So relax, stay focused, and be proportional in your intensity. Number nine, commit yourself to openness, honesty, and acceptance. This will help you relax, listen, and give feedback. Now, I realize that your family of origin may not have engendered such of that behavior. And so as much as you can, learn to be open, honest, and accepting to one another. And let me say just for a moment, if you're stuck here, you've got some issues here, get some help. A competent pastoral therapist, a counselor, work-life consultant like myself, get someone to help you work through that so you can really learn to be more honest and open, accepting in your communication with your spouse. Number 10, allow yourself and your partner to retreat or regroup with dignity. Don't go after them, folks. How a fight ends is crucial. Sometimes conflict ends with a uh, ceasefire. We just agree to disagree that we can't come up with a solution right now. But it's important to recognize when your spouse is offering an olive branch. And that might be disguised as a joke, an apology, or a hug. Make sure that you're able to give each other face-saving ways to get out of conflict, to agree to disagree. Matter of fact, here's a little tool or tip you can use. You see, if I'm interacting with someone, I'm either interacting as an adult, a parent, or a child. The goal here is to stay in the adult mode because adults can agree to disagree on stuff and even have some heated conversations and still go out for coffee. Whereas parents tend to try to dominate by power. You will comply because I am who I am. 
And then typically the third response is that of a child. So you have an adult, a parent, a child. And if someone's in the child mode, they'll either have a hissy fit like a three-year-old or be a pouty teenager. So the real goal here is to stay in the adult mode. Matter of fact, the Apostle Paul talks about this in the love chapter. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, but now I'm an adult. I deal as an adult. So be a responsible American citizen adult and manage your conflict in a way that's problem-solving, that doesn't diminish or put down the other person, that helps you both move towards a win-win. Regardless of your relationship history, you've got to learn how to fight fair and have a more enduring, loving, and growing relationship. Let me share with you this ancient tidbit from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, 31 and 32. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. You can do this, folks. We all know that Christians fight. We all know that couples fight. Did you know that most of what we fight about really doesn't matter? I hope you'll think about this. I hope you'll make a point to try to engage differently in your relationship. And if you need some help, give me a call. You can call me at 505-343-2011. That's 505-343-2011. Leave a voicemail on my secure private voicemail. Or you can email me, john at johntherman.info. I hope you have a great day. And I want you just to remember as you do this, uh, I've got resources on my website at johntherman.net forward slash blog. For more information about my my uh, work-life consulting and counseling, go to John Thurman, that's J-O-H-N-T-H-U-R-M-A-N.net. Also, be sure you check out other episodes at Resilient Solutions Podcast. You'll find a ton of help there. Hey, thanks for listening today. It means so much to me that you take some of your time and share it with me. Hey, and just a reminder, next week will be the last in the series that we've been talking about relationships, and we'll talk about how to lighten up your relationship through humor. After that, we'll shift into a series on stress management. There have been so many dynamic changes in our culture since this whole crazy pandemic thing kicked in. A lot of people having issues with anxiety and depression, and we'll begin to talk about that. Thanks again for joining me today, and remember, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, I'm John Thurman. You've been listening to my podcast, Resilient Solution Shortcast. And I'll see you next Tuesday. God bless.